Welcome to the Fantasy Hotline podcast, where what, what do we, we talk about? We talk. What about, do we talk about? We talk about your wildest fantasies, <laughs> like elves, and gnomes, and urukai. <laughs> yeah, and like um, you know, Xena girls. Yeah, Xena girls. Uh, that's Xena girls, Xena sisters. <laughs> I'm anyway, a new, okay. I'm, I'm your host, Chris, and I'm Claire. And oh, I'm also your host. Yeah, she's also a host. Welcome to Fantasy Hotline. Is it? Do we say podcast? I don't remember. We're kind of okay. To our loyal listeners, we are free balling. We we thought we'd challenge ourselves with a little improv, Mm -hmm. Del Close style, see if we could remember our introduction. We've been reading our introduction pretty word for word. Yep. And uh, we tried to change things up just now, and um, you know what? I (laughs) forgot what we're into here. No, sometimes, (laughs) sometimes you know, things are built to be broken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, problematically. Um, it is so hot in Chicago today. I walked here and it was problematically sweaty. Yeah, uh, I landed here. And Did you come straight from the airport? Uh, kind of. I went home and showered. Oh, you're so kind. That you're welcome. You're so kind. I did that. a I did a new thing where I, I well I did a red eye. So oh I, God. I, and Ubers are crazy. Yeah. So I biked to the train. Uh-huh. <laughs> and brought my tra- my bike on the train uh-huh. and locked it at O'Hare. Oh, my God. And it was fine the whole time? Yeah, because the, the bike lock is, like, basically inside of the, the the airport, like, in a hallway. Oh, that's amazing. Like, yeah, no you one's know, take it. when you're at the bottom of O'Hare and there's those big, long walkways, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of right in there. Mm-hmm. So. God, okay. The last time I was at O'Hare, I was coming back from Wisconsin. I'd gone camping. At Devil's Lake, and my friend was driving my car, who is not really sh- doesn't drive in Chicago, like doesn't know the expressways. Uh, yeah, didn't like pay attention to Google Maps, which told us to go into O'Hare and turn around. But uh-huh. then she drove us into a parking garage. We went up to the, had to go up to the ninth floor, go all the way back down, and then pay three dollars to get out. You're like this is the worst detour. I was like, <laughs> so you're a midway, you're a midway gal now. I don't know it's too far. Yeah, that is really far. Okay, so. The book we're talking about this week is the first in a trilogy of mm-hmm. an author I love, mm-hmm. Mercedes Lackey. Mercedes Lackey. She's got her flaws. All these books are in the 80s. She's obsessed with birds. Mm-hmm. Her and her husband own like dozens of birds and have won fantasy songwriting competitions Are together. you serious? Yeah. Okay, I didn't look her up. I should have looked up more about her. This is all residual knowledge I had from being obsessed with her talking horse books yeah. from my childhood. Yeah, that, that's, the, that's the thing I picked up almost immediately was because... As if you remember to our, our first episode, Claire talked about how she was kind of a horse girl, yeah. and still kind of still you're still a horse. You're still I'm a, a horse, horse woman. Yeah, horse <laughs> no, brother. She's, she's grown into a horse woman brother now. Yeah, which oh, is well, there's a comma in there. <laughs> no, I know, I know. <laughs> um, but that was one of the first things I noticed about the book was like, um, what's her name? Um, Tarma was mm-hmm. was like kind of that opening scene where she was like kind of like wailing about how what her life used to be. Yeah. And, oh, I forget the name of her horse. Kasira. Kasira, yeah. Literally, I feel like I know every character's name. I've read this book five times, probably. Maybe this is, I feel like this is going to be the inverse relationship of when we read uh, Best Serve Cold. Oh, 100%. Because I was able to keep track of every character and everything. But in this Mm. book, I was like, oh my, like immediately they're like, and Kasira was, and it was like so funny. They were talking about how Tarma was like, had was getting courted by someone and oh also Casira yeah. was doing a little flirting with the hottest horse on the plane i know i'm like reading that i'm like what the fuck yeah. is this this woman's like yeah like yeah. not only was our girl getting it with darren mm-hmm. like her horse is also getting it with yeah. the lead stallion they were having <laughs> like, crazy crazy they're times fucking horses man yeah. like chill out it was so funny i immediately was like okay lackey likes horses a lot yes yes <laughs> she also has like so many books and the characters cross-reference like Tarma and Kethry mm-hmm. show up in other books yeah um, I love that which but, is really fun it's really satisfying uh, oh, it's the best feeling that happens in so in, good. in all most of my favorite books I feel like you're like, oh, you're like oh, it's that guy <laughs> yeah you're like sitting in front of the novel alone in your apartment you're like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. why can no one understand why that's that feeling is why we started this podcast exactly and so this book's <laughs> a little different than the other ones we've read because it is a collection of short stories, essentially. Mm-hmm. And this one is missing their origin story, but um, you kind of get it through flashbacks, sort of, of like... It was like a t- it was like tuning into, like, season two of a TV show. Yeah. Like, I, you can you can get to know people immediately, but 
there's occasional little chunks missing, but I like that. It's kind of like it's, it felt like if you did just, you feel like you could pick it up? Yeah, I okay, just like cool. let go and was like, oh, it's just light world building. Mm-hmm, Sometimes because mm-hmm. that, that's like what was best served cold. That's not the first one of that series, but you it worked. It is the inverse. Yeah. Okay, so in like two sentences, tell me what you what you would summarize the book as. Um, <laughs> two chums going, <laughs> two blood oath chums going on a series of adventures and meeting out justice in wildly different forms and um and decide and and like with the mission of continuing their leg their legacies uh against evil i don't know yeah yeah that's pretty good yeah. I, I would say it's like the movie crossroads but with bloodshed <laughs> <laughs> a lot too yes so which kind of came out of nowhere so it was it was like and the horses were flirting, and then suddenly it's like, and then he need sliced through. Yeah, was, yeah. I, I mean, I felt like the reason why I wanted to read this in the pod was when I reread it in the beginning of quarantine. I sat down, and I read like so many of her books, and I was saying this before I started recording, but it's so familiar to me. I'm like mm, cuddling up, mm-hmm. like reading the book felt like an old blanket, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and the one that what stuck out to me is this: how I didn't remember it being super violent, but like mm-hmm. there's some scenes and like passages we'll read or whatever. Well, it's mature stuff from the get go. Yeah, like she's Kethry is sold to a pedophile, and that's chapter one. Yes, yeah. yes, the, and then like Tarma's entire clan was murdered, and mm-hmm. she was like rape is just like the third character in this book. Yeah, like, and that might be an '80s thing, or I don't know. I mean, because I feel like nowadays we're way more sensitive to that kind of stuff, and then they were just like. Like, yeah, it's happening. Like I know it's like it's interesting. I feel like also this is the most like in inside the character's head book we've read. I think like rape the act- is the third main character. Okay, also like I don't know. We don't necessarily need a trigger warning, I suppose. But if you've read these books, you know she loves to. It's a rape. A lot of this is like yeah. rape and revenge. Mm-hmm. Not every single one, mm-hmm. but like some of them are. And so if you are sensitive to that, then maybe like tune out right now. Yeah. But we'll only be talking about it in the context of the book. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's. Start off. Oh, crispy. Chris is hydrating. Keep it crispy, Pete Holmes. <laughs> I've literally never watched Crashing. But you shouldn't. <laughs> we love fantasy novels. We hate Pete Holmes. Yeah, we love fantasy <laughs> novels, and we're over Pete Holmes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he was like hooking up with like a hot twenty-year-old in the show, and I was like, can't we okay. not do this? Yeah. Um, you're, the, you're, you're the size of a refrigerator. <laughs> so big. So. Story one, Tarma and Kathri have been soul bonded mm-hmm. after they teamed up to take down the bandits that killed Tarma's clan. Mm-hmm. And they need to make some money before they go back to the plains and like meet Tarma's like, yeah. remaining like extended family. And it basically starts in the Tarma's like, I didn't think we'd get my revenge done, but we got it done. Yeah, she's and like, now what do we do? Yeah, she's like, well, I was going to die. Yeah. So what the hell? Yeah, I loved that. That was very cool. It's kind of a fun question. Mm hmm. And then we kind of get to know more about Kethry because, like you said, she was sold as a child bride to a rich merchant. By her brother. By her brother. So rough, rough, rough go. Yeah. And And the rich merchant, she, yeah, she was, she was not an adult. With his gold merchant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he basically has a thing for prepubescent girls and he's so rich that he's, he's kind of like the Jeffrey Epstein of this mm-hmm. town that everyone knows, but mm-hmm. no one stops him because he's like funding everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, so everyone's like, yeah, you can, we'll just, it's like the Turn Gu- the other cheek. It's like how the Guggenheim sold, well, I just want to say this fact. Guggen- the Guggenheim was selling Jeffrey Epstein paintings for like tens of thousands of dollars, like under value and like. When? Just when he was alive. The Guggenheim's like a massive museum. Of, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry. But why was, were they sell? just because. Because he was just like, I'm like a cool rich guy and I like know Bill Clinton. So they're like, we'll sell your stuff. Yeah. Could he even was he could he even paint? <laughs> no, no. They were selling him paintings. Oh. He couldn't you know, they weren't selling Epstein. I paintings. thought they were selling Epstein that originals. That's so funny. <laughs> I was like, could the guy even draw? Yeah, he's bad at drawing too. <laughs> so they, they decide like we're gonna go undercover to this little town. Mm-hmm. No one will recognize you. They immediately pretend to be lesbians, which Hell yeah. Tight move. And then the guy guarding the gate's like, also, I'm gay. Come on in, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. 80s. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mercedes Lackey's woke as hell. Yeah, she's progressive. And then um, 
they're recognized immediately. Yeah, I think it's fun because these are all like short stories, right? But where you got like you cut out the like, how did this happen? It's just like new scene, and it's like her brother's like, "Fucking Catherine's here, dude! Yeah, 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 what yeah. are we gonna do?" And they're both big bitches, and they yeah, like they launch a plan, and it's immediately foiled. Yes. Yeah. Well, they kidnap her. Oh, they kidnap her, but then they're. It's just like it seemed like. It, yeah, that again. was the one. Yeah, yeah. They but like, it was kind of the setup for like. It was that was the the exposition short story. Yes, I guess. And and like I think it's funny because rereading this book. I mean, if anyone has read her book or like if you don't have patience for world building, do not read this because yeah. there's a part like they go they go to take a bath and there's two pages in which she's like the copper tubs are here and like mm-hmm. the water runs this way and actually if you're used to these kind of inns this is pretty nice yeah. it's like okay am i going to go there yeah. <laughs> like she had she she would she would get bogged down in details for yes. sure she loves this is one of her faster paced books and she loves to tie things up like too satisfyingly yeah where it's like also, Tarma and Kethry are like 19 years old. And, again? Or 20. It's, it's another it's like one unclear. of those things where I'm like, think, keep thinking they're older again. Well, they're talking like they're 45-year-old women, <laughs> yeah. which is probably how old Mercedes Lackey was when she wrote this. I wish I could sh- play the book for you, but the way that Tarma, they read Tarma's voice was like all like, I'm Tarma! No. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, she like used to have a beautiful voice and then she yeah. got like strangled. Yeah, so now she's like, the name's Tarma. Yeah, God. That's my horse and she's like i'm gonna tell this 12 year old who's seven years younger than me like not to go i mean i guess it's like basically like a medieval type place so yeah. you grow up young you grow up fast yeah <laughs> i um, wish everyone could have seen your face when you said you grow up young you grow up young yeah it kind of looked like i was melting <laughs> it's like a harry carry real quick yeah oh and on the fifth basis <laughs> the shin on swordswoman <laughs> A fifth base. I'm really going no. I love and respect baseball. Yeah, she's a sports I'm fan. I'm away from the mic because I'm getting we're getting loud. Yeah, and yeah. Excited. Well, hey, we're yelling a little. All right. So then they immediately um, they f- dispatch of their those two quick enemies yeah. right there. Her- it's like she they get kidnapped. You know, she gets kidnapped and she's really scared of him. And it's like I think this is an interesting count- counterpointing to the character of Monza. Because mm-hmm. it's very, like, very surface. Even when we're in her head in that book, it's, like, very surface level to me. And mm-hmm. here we're getting, like, paragraphs of the inner monologue mm-hmm. of all mm-hmm. these different characters, of like especially the two main characters. Right. So we yeah. really know what's going on with them emotionally at all times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed, yeah. And she has a big moment where she's like, I'm not helpless anymore. I know. I was kind of like, oh, this isn't how it worked. But whatever. Yeah. This is in the novel, so I can fucking relax. Yeah. <laughs> and so, bull, she's got spells. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> There's a little bit of, it's a little unrealistic on a couple levels there. Yeah, like, what is wrong with me? This is why I, like, have a hard time watching movies. Because I'm like, that wouldn't, like, my roommate puts on Grey's Anatomy and, like, someone's getting a divorce while they're, like, doing a heart transplant. And I'm like, this would never happen. <laughs> she's like, it's a TV show. It's a TV show. Please shut the fuck up. This would never happen. They have a soul bond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I can believe. <laughs> to a sword. Chris, that happens every day. Her ancestors come and sword fight her at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, this is what I need. I need your... I'm like operating as... <laughs> I like the world building's gotten to me, and I'm like, I know the laws of this land. <laughs> yeah, I was struggling a little bit. There were moments where I had to go to the wiki or whatever. Oh, yeah. I figured out that I've read like a th- every single book she's ever read. Mm-hmm. But it was cool. Like, she definitely has like a... Uh, there's a lot of magic. There's like I a know. Bur- there's a lot of sources of magic. There's a, which was cool. Like Tarma has like um, like I don't know what her magic would, you'd call like the like, goddess bond. Yeah, like the god. Yeah, that's right. The goddess bond for all of her ancestors. And then Kethry is just like a witch or a wizard. Yeah, you know what she, I mean? like yeah, she, she's from like the a sorcerer. Sorceress, but she was like classically trained from some the white wind. The school. white wind school. I was gonna call it the white feather school. Um, <laughs> Close. Yeah. Pretty close. White wind school and yeah, those those guys are cool. I like their their whole vibe where they're like, yeah. yeah, look unassuming. Like we garden and then everybody It's cool. No one knows how sick we are. I almost felt like the world she builds is so fun to go back to that maybe that's why I like the book so much. Yeah. But these were two these two are my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Do you want to move on to the second story? Sure. Well the second story is pretty pretty straightforward. Yeah, it's like they a, just go back to her her cl- oh, yeah, her clan, a, right? Yeah, that one like barely was a story. Yeah, but they're like, this place is beautiful. And then we get introduced to like uh, the third character. Whirl. Whirl. How does he talk in the book on tape? Kind of like, like, like 
Does he talk like a dog? Like, I'm following the blood smell. <laughs> so, like, Sean fucking Connery. Yeah. The blood smell yeah. is up ahead. <laughs> this is why, like... I'm but a wolf. <laughs> That's why it's hard for me to read books or listen to books on tape, because I, like, can have it in my head, and then hearing them talk like that, I'm yeah. like... God. The annoying part was Kathy, because the, uh, the... Did you talk like this? No, oh. no, she just would be like... And then Kathy said, hey, that's not okay. <laughs> and then Tarma was like, oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> like, Kathy was just the narrator's voice. And like, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm it, learning so much about the audiobook world. I love audiobooks. From you. They're the best. <laughs> this book, though, I will admit, so I was traveling, and I, I, I think I slept through story three, and then was just like... I don't know how far I need to rewind. <laughs> I'm just gonna go to story four. I so gonna... I slept. I slept through part of the book. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's the flaw of an audible. You can't really sleep through no. normal books. I was at a friend's house this weekend. It was like a small birthday gathering, and there was a guy there I didn't know. We'd like gone to high school together or something, and his phone was like making noise. I was like, "Hey, dude, your phone's making noise." And he's like, "Oh, that's my book on tape. You can just leave it." I was like, "What? Like, what? absolutely crazy." He's like, "I'll turn it off," and he like didn't turn it off, and this phone was just like playing Oath. It was also called Oathbound, the Oathbound. I was like, "Are you? What is that book?" But it was a different book. But moral of the story is, people are insane. Okay. Okay. So, so we kind of get the thread in the se- in the third story of like Tarma being overprotective of Kathri. Right. And we kind of see the sword need. I like how she wrote this book with all these like limitations. Like it's like, okay, you have this cool sword, but like it makes them go save the nearest person in, in need. Yeah. Or yeah. like basically they're damsel they're they only rescue dam damsels, I feel like. Yes, only damsels in distress. It's only it's it's the damsel sword. <laughs> it's the white knight sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they were guys, they'd be so freaking canceled by now. <laughs> yeah, just freaking down. Are you kidding they're me? They're white knighting everyone. <laughs> you're like strung up, about to be burned alive, and you're like, wow, a social uh, justice warrior? Re- oh, really great. What are you? <laughs> just burn me. Virtue signaling. Yeah, you're huh? virtue signaling. What are you, what are you with hiding? With your goddess. <laughs> what have you said? <laughs> um, so yeah, that that part that kind of we this get one to know you slept more. Through. Yeah, we get to know more about soul bonding, though. Yeah, it's cool. And this one you slept through. <laughs> no, I remember Lady Miria. Actually, weirdly, like when they were, I was just like, "What's going on with me?" Because when she's like, "Your brother is like his horse, like foundered, and he's like running here," I was like, "Oh my god!" And like, <laughs> I was like, "Her brother." <laughs> Did you have a couple moments like that through just like nostalgia? Like, yeah, I think so. Mostly, yeah. it was this one. I mean, I think the the. There's like some novellas that are really hardcore that are great about them. It's, I think that's a train. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. The last three stories is really when things like kick the fuck off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With, with the Thalkash? Tal- yeah, Thalkash. Thal- it is so funny to Thalakash or read something. fantasy novels and then have to say the fucking names out loud. Well, this one was some tough names like Talisadreen. Is that how they say it? I was always yeah. like Talisedrin. Talisedrin? That sounds like a... Some Midwestern pronunciation. <laughs> that sounds like a medicine. Talisedrin will cause constipation. <laughs> As a side effect. <laughs> how do they say it? Is it Shinain? Uh, yeah, Shinain. Shinain. Okay, yeah. I was like giving it ta- no long no long vowels in Sh- my brain. Shinain, Talisedrin. Uh, what were the other books? Like, Morn Delf. Yeah, okay, that one I got, Chris. Yeah, that was pretty easy. <laughs> pretty easy. So Thalkash is like this horny demon who yeah. wants to kill all the women because he wants to basically like fuck them and then torture them. Yeah, he's a bad, real bad. He's a bad guy. He's, he's, he's a bad guy. He's no good. He, he, they talked about it. It's like, he quite enjoyed coupling with human women. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, fucking put him down. Like, I know. Get, get this guy out. Like, And then, yeah, anyway. Sometimes her discussion of like, like it's a little it's weird it's like the way she talks about like sexual violence is almost like too it's like it gets a little repetitively oppressive right i would say yeah but do you think that came from like this is gonna sound i don't know how to ask that like she's in the 80s women didn't weren't were more oppressed there's you know back then so do you think she was like writing i also think the fantasy landscape was really male heavy oh yeah in the 80s like it was like they didn't have a character like this. I mean, it's like kind of like second wave feminism mm-hmm. in a way. Like her writing is very like. Is she a, like second. outspoken feminist and stuff like that? I mean, I don't. I I would assume from her writing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But like, I I feel like 
like there's a she talks about how she wrote the first story about them and Marion Zimmer Bradley who wrote The Mists of Avalon published it in like a sword and sorceress sort of mm-hmm. like short story compendium and it was kind of like supposed to be like a little bit of a groundbreaking maybe not groundbreaking like hey like we're well, gonna write this genre but from the voices of women yeah and it's not just gonna be like like they're she's making fun of tropes kind of throughout she is it. yeah and like, it, it's interesting to, it's kind of one of the well, you can constantly be like reverse the genders reverse yes, the gender like yes if you even reverse the genders of like Thalkarsh, he'd mm. be like this like sexy temptress who's mm-hmm. just like oh i just enjoy laying with man yeah like, exactly but like it's a dude and it's like oh shit this is fucking a, a, like a serial rapist Sorry again. No, he warning. is. Um, yeah, but he's like a serial rapist demon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who wants to be a god, a, god. a sex god? Yeah, basically. he wants to be a fucked up sex god. He wants to fuck his way into god. <laughs> he does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what a way to go. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she kind of created these characters to be like, okay, like what if like normal women who wanted to be mercenaries. Mm-hmm. We're making their way in this world that's against them, but they have have the skills where they can flout convention and be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a, I think that it was refreshing to, for me to read. I think when I was younger. Oh yeah, and and the I world f- was like complete. They didn't even address it. They're just like, yep, yeah, women are doing everything men are doing. Like yeah, that, and, and that's and that's the world. Here it is. Yeah, and they're still it's still like patriarchal, but like they're still pretty much able to go wherever they want. Yeah, like immediately I noticed like the very be- the very beginning, like when they're going into that town looking for work mm-hmm. or whatever. There, she, he's immediately like, "We could get you work immediately, sword like sword woman." Like, yeah, yeah. And like, so it wasn't a, it, like a lot of other books to be like, "Well, what's a wench doing getting a <laughs> oh, whorehouse with a sword?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it a broad with a sword? Yeah, <laughs> right, Papa. Okay, I'm going into Love Island mode now. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's our other pod. Yeah, other podcast. Actually, it's me. Just if you follow me on Twitter at OK Claire, <laughs> every 15 minutes I'm busting it out about Love Island because I've become fucking addicted to watching it. It's sickening. Oh no, I love. It. <laughs> I'm like I want to go there, but also if I was if I had nothing to do in an island and you're like locked up and all you can do is wear a bikini and like gossip, you'd see me in like a tree after two weeks. Like yeah, Claire's like not really coupled up with anyone. Yeah. She has gone insane. Yeah, but and she's been talking to the coconut. Yeah, she's like journaling with her own blood on the wall. <laughs> Like, I'm really bad at doing nothing, so I would know. I'm kind of surprised that hasn't happened in that ever once. We're like, well, someone lost their mind yeah. on the love island <laughs> <laughs> and threw poop at everybody. It's only a matter of time. The season's coming out July 12th. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so so need, need summons them to Tarkarsh. Tarkarsh. And... They, this is like their kind of big test where they're like, okay, we're gonna, if we take this demon down, we can like, we'll get a lot of like, you know, rulers and stuff will want to hire us. Like, we're going to make our mark. Yeah. Oh, and they have a wolf. Oh, yeah. And they have Whirl with them. Who Whirl was, that kind of, I didn't, I felt like Kethry was like, this is my wolf. And the wolf was like, I'm actually Tarma's wolf. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you got a sword that doesn't talk to you and gives you a, like, fucking gives you a headache when you won't help a girl out. Yeah. But I'm gonna go cuddle with Tarma. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I know you need you like need an emotional support animal more than anybody. Yeah, Tarma's but like Tarma I have, also saw her whole village get killed. So. They both have heavy PTSD. Yeah, they get healed in like two seconds. <laughs> so there's there's a there's a giant wolf there. Well, I guess a normal sized wolf. She is inconsistent yeah, with she these kept, details. She kept being like, he's so big. His shoulders are up to her hips. I'm and like, that's the size of a wolf. A normal wolf, and probably. Then and then in the beginning when she introduces him, she's like, he has a wolf but has like cat claws. And it's yeah. like, the most massive beast was eating sausage in the cavern. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, that's just Whirl. <laughs> it's just Whirl, the cat clawed wolf boy who's pretty average sized. I think she has a bad habit of like making her character's skills like perfect for any situation. Oh, yeah. Way that's like incongruous with how they're introduced. It's like we're all so big, but when we walk around at night, he can actually like kind of be really small. Yeah, and yeah. You're like what? I know. I, I that 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 is a criticism that I had a little bit. I was mm. like, it feels like they were. You never thought they were gonna really lose. Oh yeah, hundred like percent. They, they, they weren't just like winning. They're like kicking ass <laughs> and taking yes. names. But yes. that's also cool, and that might be something from like the the, the I, point of view of like what we were talking about. Yeah. Like that, just this is a book about women fucking kicking the shit out of everybody. So I agree. Yeah, because like need is kind of like a get out of jail free card. It's like mm-hmm. oh, it'll protect you from magic, like literally any fucking magic, mm-hmm. and. 
fucking like help you find help you fight you know yeah. so it's kind of like yeah. of course they're like invincible and, and give you sweet new missions all the time yeah needs just like i'll point the way mm-hmm. she does some annoying shit in, the, in some other books but it's kind oh of really yeah um well anyway so they banish they, um what, what's if I could knock it out in like 10 pages they destroy this demon they get yeah. a bunch of gold they like <laughs> they sneak into the temple by knocking out two like girls that are going there wearing like nothing but like veils and jewels yeah and then like Catherine's like yeah i'm gonna let the guard feel me up you go ahead come on in yeah <laughs> he's like yeah you guys can go in you got nice tits <laughs> Yeah. By the way, they've got great tits, which yeah. get them in places. Yeah. She's always like, Catherine was so earthy and beautiful. Yeah. Tarma was ugly as hell. Yeah. It's like, damn. But Tarma got strangled and flat, gen- sexless. Know. Kept calling her sexless, which is fine. Okay, but well, like, when she bonds to the goddess yeah. to seek revenge, mm-hmm. that, like, she becomes asexual. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's she part of her oath. And, and she, she doesn't, they're like, and she doesn't myth, miss it. She's like, not like a priest. Yeah. And she doesn't, she can't have, that's one of the deals with when the Kethri like binds with the, with her clan mm. through the blood oath, but also the clan's like bloodline will continue yeah. through Kethri's, uh, Kethri's about to, Kethri is going to get, birth. she's going to get preggers. Yeah. That she's basically like, yeah, I'll have kids and they'll go live in the clan or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. She's got her retirement all figured out. I know. It's kind of like, that seems nice. Um, <laughs> she's got a 401k. Yeah, she got a 401k <laughs> in horses. In <laughs> Something that in my hot, job. sexy, flirty told, horses. Yeah, and the horses be fucking. <laughs> and ultimately, when my job, <laughs> when I asked my job for a 401k in horses, they said, it's no. money. No, you have to have money for a yeah, 1K. You, yeah, you're going to have... Actually, we should be paying you a lot more money to have that. You'll get it. You'll get a horse 401k. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like the next story... A horse 01k. Horse k is when Mercedes Lackey goes very violent. Oh, with the, the the bandit, Lasto Longknife? Lasto Long... Great name. Great name. And... Do you think he, he was given it at birth? <laughs> or did he give himself your, that name? Do you name your kid Longknife? I mean, maybe it's like a family name. Yeah. Yeah, they got like the longest knives in the village. Me dad before me was a bandit too, and yeah. his father, and they were all father. killed. They were all killed this shit by two women, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I feel like well, also this is like a classic fantasy story. Like we see them from the merchant's perspective, mm-hmm. and they're like being good cop, bad cop. Grumio. Yeah, the which, jeweler. Interesting name. Like, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, we get mind magic introduced. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah, I thought this one was was really fun because it had like the little song going through it. To me, this is like very like sword and sorceress, like classic fantasy tropes. They're using illusions. They're using magic. There's literally two sword fighters going to take on like an army of bandits, and it's mm-hmm. like <laughs> no problem. Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah, I highlighted a, a section of this where it's over. They've killed all the bandits except Lastel. And Tarma is supervising the cleanup. And it, the quote is, there has been a good deal of stomach purging on their part of the other people, like the normal people who survived. Yeah. At first, especially after the way Tarma had casually lopped off the heads of the dead or wounded bandits. So she's, she's just, just going around executing everyone. Well, that's pretty Mongolian of her. It's true. Yeah, I feel like that's she's like from the plains, like a tough, tough area. It's, well, not not the plains. What do you call them again? Um, Talisadrine. Yeah, they, they yeah. are from the, the, the plains. The shore of, the, yeah. So the shore yeah, shore? I mean, she's shore from shore a rough. She's from a rough area. Yeah, and no one's saying this is weird. <laughs> when she's also seen some shit, I feel like... She's like, fuck bandits. Yeah. They are scum, and I will kill them Oh, all. yeah, that's a big thing for her, too. That's who killed her whole family were yeah. bandits. Yeah, she she out on bandits. She out on bandits. And then Lastel meets a pretty... Um, yeah, this is like, we need to talk about this. It's really fucking insane. Yeah. He, he, uh, Do you want to see what happens? No, you say it. <laughs> I don't feel Chris, I don't is, want Chris to. is protecting himself. I'm trying not to say <laughs> yeah. the R word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here we are with our third character in this book. Mm-hmm. So, so they decide to punish him by putting a permanent illusion on him to look like a woman mm-hmm. and feel like a woman. And then they send him back to his compatriots. Mm-hmm. Essentially, to, to be, be raped. Yeah. Like, to, they assume he will get raped and die. Yeah. And to, they're like, 
Bye. Bye. Have fun getting art to death. Yeah, it's the, like really fucked, fucked up. up. Yeah, but at the, at, at the same time, it's kind of like she's that that there is like a big analogy to mm. like it, like you're gonna look like a woman, and get to experience what a, yeah. plenty of women throughout history have have had to go through that because of you fucking bandit like true. lawless like brigand people. Yeah, so. it's like an eye for an eye, like Hammurabi's code. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was it's gnarly. It's so gnarly because also the characters don't dwell on the emotional impact of it at all. No, they're they're, they're very like we did this and it was the right thing. Yeah, and we're on to the next fucking short story. Yeah, like it, it's really short. Like mm-hmm. there's these violent bursts of action, but it's like very short. Well, were these all published separately? Yeah, and okay. they put them together. That makes sense. Then. Yeah, I should have told probably, you that. I'm that's sorry. probably why. No, no, it's fine. Okay, I looked. I, um, that's why the. Uh, but that's why they weren't dealing with any emotional baggage. Yes. It wasn't like, oh, we need to have between times. It's just all True. beginning, middle, end. Beginning, middle, yeah, end. Which is yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, which is, it's fun. It's like, yeah. um, you know, Halloween candy. It's fun size. You can read this in chunks, but it also made, rec- makes, it, it's making, recalling it. Like, I feel like the end, mm. t- but anyway, um, it's making my recollection because it was just like, and you were sleeping the whole time. Short story. I fell asleep during the book, which is a <laughs> sentence that is brand new for our time. Oh, I won't take it fucking personally. I'm sorry. I was like, do I rewind or do I just keep no, cruising dude, through? It's okay. It, I'm sorry. No, I'm really not upset. I, I felt like I read this. I reread everything in two hours. I like powered through it. Took a break for watching Love Island season two, episode 25, 26, 27. <laughs> And then I was like, okay, I'm back. I'm back. I'm mentally well. I literally wake up and I hear the theme song in my head. A lot of you, like, we're, when we're on the podcast, you're confusing plot lines. <laughs> I'm like, so, so Tom that, left Sophie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then Tarma hooks up with Sophie. And yeah, then yeah. Sophie and they're, they're, they cheats actually, on Kethry with... Tarma, and they actually recouple together. At the pool. Yes. It's also <laughs> insane that British Telvin, like, they're all fucking in the same bed under the covers and, like, filming it. Yeah, like it's so wild to me. There, it's. I remember watching that that show and when I was like over there, all bored, and like in the hotel, and was just like, "What's this show?" And then within fifteen minutes, mm. I was like, "Where are we on a marathon? I hope we're on a marathon. Yeah, this it's, is the best show like, I've ever seen." They must have like fifteen editors working at all times, like coming through the footage. It's great. How do you get? How do you audition for that? You, you just have to be hot. Yeah, that's it. I think a lot of people are like. Oh, I tried to be a reality star before. Like, mm. I'm an aspiring actor or mm-hmm. whatever. I have. I'm a model. I'm. A, I show. I was, I'm a butt model. You're a butt model. Mm-hmm. No, no. <laughs> that's, that's how a, you would get on. That's how I would get oh, on. No, yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. one of the people. It's just like I'm. I'm actually a butt model. It would be fun to see it with like regular ass people that like <laughs> like aren't <laughs> models. Yeah, with their shirts off and stuff. Yeah, there's like normal people island. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I am Love Peninsula. Love Peninsula. <laughs> love Marriott Hotel. Yeah, this love, is like really downgraded. Love Lake Side Inn. Love Lake Side Love Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. Dells. <laughs> yeah, anyway, this is like I become obsessed with the show and you know what? It's just as much fantasy as the books are reading. Because mm, it's not real. Because it's not yeah. That's not how love and works. It, and it will trigger your mental illness if you go on that show. Chris is plucking a hair off of the mic. Silently, though, no. Yeah, one would you did a good known. job. I'm impressed, but I had to narrate it because, kind of inspired by your um, dexterity, I would have I would have punched the mic as, as everyone yeah, knows. You have we haven't headbutted the mic today. No, but, I, but don't who, test me. Who knows? It'd be a tough one. Uh, so the uh, next basically callback now. To Thalkarsh. Oh. would he? He turns out he liked the abyssal plane or something. No, so they say most demons are like pissed off because they don't want to be oh like in the normal world. They're like, oh, you dragging Hillary here to like do some annoying shit. Right. Like, I just want to kill you and go home. Oh. Thalkarsh is like a fucked up demon because he's like, I want to fuck humans. <laughs> I want to be a god. Blah blah blah. <laughs> okay. So but, that's why he's like a perverse demon. So he yeah. So he comes back. Because last a long knife, who survived, oh, summons him oh, with yeah, the help of, of a like, mage. Yeah, yeah, who's like addicted who, to drugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and brings back, quote, Kethry's greatest enemy, Thalkarsh, Thalkarsh. The, the, the fuck demon. The fuck demon. <laughs> yeah. so he, and he's back with not just, he doesn't want to be a god, he also wants to fuck 
Tarma and Kethri up. Like, yeah, he's revenge on the mind now. Yeah, he's not. He's like, I'll be a fuck god later after I kill these guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they. And well, I think it's fun. Uh, well, not fun, maybe. But Lasto Longknife does it because he says, "I'll give you your true body back if you help me lure the sorceresses in." Right. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or no, he goes, "I'll change your form to something that will help them." And he changes him permanently into a woman. Oh, okay. So he's like, then need the sword can't. Uh, attack oh. and then Thalkarsh is like but this is how I want to fuck you bro <laughs> <laughs> and, and Lass was like no <laughs> I hate girls <laughs> he's anti-girl power and then they big big old showdown yeah so Tarma and Kethry kind of have it out because Kethry's like you're overprotecting me and Tarma's like no we should get help Thalkarsh is bad yeah where are these voices coming from? I'm absolutely losing it. Well, th- remember, Tharma's more like, no, that was bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to, I can't lose. But Tharma's co- coming from like a good, she just can't, yeah. she just can't lose any more family type uh, yeah. figures in her life. She's, I agree. She can't be alone like that. And I feel like that was another thing. I feel like her vulnerability was shown like in that very first chapter. Mm. And then from then on, she was kind of like this, like, they aged like 300 years. Yeah. Like <laughs> she was like crying almost in the beginning. She was like, yeah. I wish I could go back to my... And then she was like, I'm fucking Tarma. I'm tough <laughs> as fucking shit. <laughs> Fight my ancestors. Yeah. Oh my God. That was so cool. Yeah. I mean, I guess because it's a collection of short stories, they're all kind of like fully formed, like yeah. you said, which is like, you see it longer. I mean, I keep referencing the other books, but yeah, no, it's very valid criticism. So this is this is my favorite scene. Uh, personally, I hated when they were leave the hotel. <laughs> this is what I'm calling inns now. They're mm-hmm. hotels. They leave the hotel to go track down the demon, and it's like 15, 20 pages of like annoying shit of yeah. them like creeping through in worlds like 18 different sizes. And I'm like, this and is fucking boring as shit. Smelling all different smells and like, where are you going? He's following the blood smell. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, there's a bunch of death here, and it's, they walk into a trap, mm-hmm. and it takes so long to get there. It was really boring to me. Mm-hmm. Cause he's gonna put him to sleep or something like that. Yeah, trans dust. Yeah, and then will you talk about the scene, the violence, the violent ass fucking scene? In, okay, so I, I feel like this. Well, I've, this part. Okay, so Tarma basically they get they get trapped and kind of Tarma's mind is removed from her body, and then Kethry gets body switched with girl Lastel Long Knife. Yeah. So that Thalkarsh now has her mage talented body mm-hmm. with last along knife spirit in it. All is lost, but then See, can you see why I'm telling you to explain this? Because I was like I see Holy I shit, what I'm so I I like This makes sense. And listening <laughs> this is when listening becomes worse than reading because mm-hmm. reading is so much easier to go back and be like, Okay, I'm gonna slow down and I'm yeah. gonna get the I'm gonna get the match but with with listening I just kept having to be like, Okay, rewind thirty seconds. Yeah, that's so annoying. I wouldn't do it either. Yeah, so th- I, I gotta... I feel like I had to reread this too. I feel like I have to maybe pick and choose. I mean, I need to like ask you on your recommendations, like how heavy magic are we dealing with it. here? Because heavy magic stuff, I would be like, oh my fucking God. I'm like, all right, I gotta go back. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Sorry, continue. No, it's okay. It's okay. So, you know, I just thought this... I Kind of the reason why I wanted to put this book overall was because of this ne- that next part where it's just so fucking violent. Yeah. I, I reread it like three times. I was like, wait, what? Um... So Tarma is like, also like, <laughs> Dalgarsh is like, look how hot I could make you. And he gives her like perfect tits and ass. He gives her a BBL. He's like, yeah, I'd, I'd fuck me too. <laughs> she gets a Brazilian butt lift surgery <laughs> in, the, in, in the abyssal plane. She's waxed all over. Yeah, and she's like, what the hell? Um, but she can still fight. She comes back to her body. She can still fight. And she recognizes that not only when she's been out of her body has Thalkarsh been fucking with it, these other guys essentially assaulted her. And yeah. she's like, I'm about to kick their fucking ass. Mm-hmm. And the quote goes, she gathered herself carefully and sprang at the nearest, taking with her one of the heavy silken hangings that had been nearest her. Okay, <laughs> interesting choice of using nearest multiple times. Nearest, nearest. Um, she managed to catch him by surprise and tangle him in the folds she blah 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 blah. she stabbed down at him taking a fierce pleasure and plunging the dagger into him again and again until the silk was dyed scarlet a fierce pleasure yeah so she's like stabbing this guy to death absolutely loving it yeah but i mean i also get it too he was he's the war he's like i mean he mm, yeah yeah. see see, this is why i like it because she lets her heroes take like really violent revenge against the people that have wronged them and doesn't make them apologize it's it's vindicating and no one has to i feel like that's that's uh, I agree. Like, like there's so many points. 
so many books they do horrible things to horrible people and then mm. they feel bad about it for some yeah. reason and then this one they're like fucking horrible shit's happened to me fuck and you I'm, and, I, and I'm gonna get rid of horrible shit in the most horrible way I can like, I know I think I think that's what I like so much about it is that she does not expect like the, her hero she doesn't have her heroines like lose their minds over their morals all the time yeah. like we live in a fucked up world and this is what happens mm-hmm. it's brutal so at the end of the scene she is then she's killed like all the others and then she goes Tarma had taken a torch and set the trapped alkalite aflame laughing wildly yeah. when he tried to free himself of the entangling folds of the silk coverlet and succeeded only in getting in the way of those that remained. So she stabbed him and now she is burning him to death mm-hmm. while cackling over his body, which is like, <laughs> great. Yeah. I was like, yes. Pretty big ending though. Fire, I, fireworks. It was just so, oh, then she let her, let, later gets a, a sword. That's She's like, she basically is just like, ooh, this sword is cool. And then she cuts four people in half with it. <laughs> In in one go, just she's, a quick test swipe. She's like, "This is good." Let me come here. Let me try to cut you guys in half. And then she's like, "The remaining opponents stumbled over the disemboweled bodies of their comrades." <laughs> it's like, yeah. So I'm trying to go to my find my notes on that last part. Anyway, it goes nuts, and then there's kind of like a weird body switcheroo. Like she'll violate her oath to this and her oath to that, and like. But, you know, it's it ends up being chill. And then what I think is really funny in the end is how Thalkarsh gets trapped in the female Lastel's body. Yeah. And then, like, sentenced by all these priests who are like, we're going to preach good stuff to him and until he's, like, good. Until and he's we're going to, like, te- like, that's the theory of our order. Until he's not a fuck demon anymore. Yeah, exactly. Do you think that um, it's, again, I feel like it's, a, it's just, again, like another lightly veiled... Um, analogy mm. of like it's just this whole book is feels like it's just well it's revenge after revenge after revenge and, and revenge for yeah. revenge sake and stuff like that like and no, I'll, oh, sorry, I cut you no keep going no. i was gonna say yeah you're i actually i really i was so curious to see what you get out of this book and like i never thought about it that way but it is mm-hmm. just like truly the punishments for men are horrible things that happen to women all the time all the time yeah and you really have to like oh you're gonna abuse this like these women well you're gonna have to spend eternity in a woman's body yeah. now and yeah. like it's kind of like you know a practice of radical empathy mm-hmm. it feels weird to play Mary fuck kill with these oh people oh my god <laughs> <laughs> you like say that really like deep stuff and I'm like okay yeah <clears throat> Mary fuck kill Mary fuck kill oh my god well okay did you like this book yeah okay I, I did I did I um Heavy world building, tons of magic. Yes. The, the my regret was listening to it versus mm. reading it. Um, I wish I had had more time with it. It's okay. It felt like uh, it felt like I ha- I was like, well, I didn't understand that part, but I gotta ju- we gotta mm-hmm, cr- we gotta keep mm-hmm. cranking. I should have sent you the first like the origin story. It's all good. Whatever. It's all good. I want to read more. Mm-hmm. I want to know more about it. I feel like it's it's like she feels like a very like like a formative author for like a lot of people that were like me. reading now. Well, I feel like I also like when you're saying like characters come up and mm. stuff like that and like more like short stories and stuff that like kind of reminds me of like what Joe Abercrombie does yeah. in his, in all of his worlds. So that feels like a, a, yeah, he's probably like maybe she's definitely influential if she was writing like so much then. She's, yeah. She's published like over 30 books and Someone has written like a grad school level paper on like the timeline of them. Really? Yeah. It's I tried and to read, you read it. it. <laughs> well, yeah, because I was like, what the? Because reading them as an adult, I read. You know, I re I tried to reread like reread most of the books that she had written that I liked. Mm-hmm. Remember liking? And there's massive inconsistencies sometimes where it's like, oh, this character is like very cool and normal, and like he's really f- like a thief character, and then in the next book he's like acting like she doesn't keep consistency well right because sometimes she's writing this book like 10 years apart yeah and then you're like well like why did you take this character that i love and make him like an absolute loser he's like acting in no way like he has in any other book Mm -hmm. who are you specifically thinking of this guy named skiff different characters cool thief and then there's a series of books that nothing happens for like the first three quarters of the book and the last quarters where all the action happens and i was like why did how did this get published right like it's like 
all world building and being like our family eats dinner like this yeah and this is how mail happens in like the palace of valdemar and the horses the- haven't had the food they've preferred for yes. quite some time and i'm just like i don't care about dog training like, <laughs> god so it's like i think as she got older and more into the world it was like i imagine for an author like fun to just flesh it out rather yeah. than it was to like tell a story and also <laughs> one of one of the books like in this trilogy that I'm talking about, like the the son of one of the characters like helps take down an evil mage, but he does it by pretending to be like incredibly intellectually disabled and being a dog boy. And so it's like, yeah, dog boys were like the more special they were, the better people thought they were with dogs. And the the like littler he had to pretend to be able to talk. And it's like not PC yeah. at all. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, this 80s. was written in the 80s yeah. because your main character is pretending to be like a disabled child who can't talk to like, <laughs> it's, like it's like Rain Man, yeah. you know, but with when, animals. When did you first pick up these the books? I started reading um, the Arrows, oh, the Arrows of Val, Arrows of the Queen was the first series when I was in fifth grade. Do you and, think that's her target audience? Like it seems like. That for that series, yes, because it it has violence in it and assault. But like, as you get to the later books, which makes me think like the younger ones are like, you know, oh, it's like a twelve year old girl who dreams of like, you know, running away and then she gets rescued by a magical horse. You know, it's like mm-hmm. my bread and fucking butter <laughs> that age. I was like, and that is kind of where I relate to her. <laughs> <laughs> and where is my magical horse to rescue yes, me? Yes. Get me out of Evanston, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think. I mean, it's definitely a nostalgic read for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it felt like if I could, I could. I was, I was thinking about you. I was just like, this is your favorite. But every time, every time anything happened, no. I was like, this is your favorite book. This is your favorite book. This is, this is Claire's favorite book it's, from childhood. No, okay, yeah. from childhood. At least <laughs> yeah. give me that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like I, I don't know which book I would compare it to, for me. Well, it's also hard because it's like really, it's a collection of short stories. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fun hack and slash, basically. Were you like reading these while people were reading Harry Potter, and you're like, "You guys don't even know I was reading what both. real fantasy is actually." <laughs> I was definitely reading both. There's fuck demons in the books I'm reading, so like <laughs> cool basilisk, but uh. yeah, and like me and my friends are writing those like horny Harry Potter stories oh, that we yeah. talked about before, so like clearly it was having some influence on me. Oh gosh, <laughs> maybe yeah. I don't know. Now we're thinking about it. Did Harry have some pretty cool horses in your guys's? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay, so um, kill, fuck, marry. I feel like any and all characters. Okay, all right. I was about to say. All right. Well, I think I would. I think I would. Uh, I think I would marry Tarma. Yeah, she's cool. Because she's just like she'd provide for you. She'd Chris. be provider, you know. She'd be she'd she'd be my rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, they keep talking about how hot Catherine is. Yeah, I don't want to fuck. I feel Kathry. like and yeah, so fuck. Kathry. I'm gonna fuck Catherine. Yeah. Feels hard to say, knowing her past, but I don't she's wanna... a horny. She's a horny earthy Listen, woman. Listen, I would fuck her, but I would I'd be like so nice, you know. I Chris, wouldn't just hit it and quit. Oh it. Oh my god! You know what I yeah, mean? you'd be like, I will give my seed to yeah. restore the clan. I, yeah, I'd be like, this is for the clan. All right, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't just a one night stand oh thing for god. me. <laughs> this is the this is for the clan. This is for the clan. Baby. But I don't want to marry you because. I'm with your best friend Tarma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she gave me permission to. to, to all right, never mind. Okay, Polly um, vibes. <laughs> yeah, we'd be Polly. <laughs> and then I think I would fucking kill. But what's his name? The the demon. Yeah. Just because. Satisfying to kill him. Yeah, because he's so. They, she made him so bad. Yeah, he was just so evil. Hmm. I think I would. Well, I love Justin and Econ, the like two guys that randomly oh, show yeah, up. Oh the yeah, begin- they're the they're I'd the, fuck the one inn of them. the inn owners. No, right? They were like the mer- they help they help them in the Morndell thing, but they're just staying at the inn. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're just fellow mercenaries. Yeah, and they're like, okay. we respect you. Teach us sword fighting. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, Tarma cool. was Tarma was training them at the very yeah. beginning. That was like her job. Yes, I would probably I probably fuck one of them. <laughs> yeah. They're kind of, you know, the characters are so nondescript on each other. I'm like, yeah, but they're like you're so a re- set pair. They're respectful. Yeah, All yeah. Right, so you're they having a threesome cool. with those yeah. two. Yeah, okay, I'm having a threesome with them. Cool. Actually, maybe I'll marry both of them and fuck Kethry, too. <laughs> and then I will kill... Hmm, mm, I mean, I'm trying to think of who else other than 
Talgarsh. I guess kill him. No, you know who I'd kill is the what like the lady in the beginning who was like, "You can't have your clan back." Cuz I was mean. Oh yeah, yeah. She's nexted. Or I would kill uh I would kill her brother. Oh yeah, oh my god, too. no, I would kill her brother. Cuz yeah. Sal- Tal- Oh my god, I can't say his name at all. Talkarsh is basically dealt with by mm-hmm. the end of the book. Yeah. So kill her brother. Cuz yeah. he like was just getting chased by a guy at the end. Oh god. Oh my god. Big <laughs> kick. Big kick. Okay, we can never record like this again. Um yeah, at least not. Yeah, I could just we could stand. No, yeah, six feet apart. Um, what was I gonna say? Or or kill? What was the merchant saying? Like wor- worth? Worth is good. Worth is. Yeah. yeah, he should die too. Literally, his only punishment for being a pedophile was like, and then everybody laughed at him yeah. for the rest of his days. Yeah, like, and it's like, well, it was like he should have been guillotined. Yeah, right. Like it's weird. Yeah. Um. Okay. What are we reading next week, Chris? Oh, that was my knee. So that sorry. just cracked. Um, we could pick that up on the mic there. We are reading That Was My Knee by We Could Pick That Up on the Mic There. I no. love that book. Sorry. That was a horrible joke. Um, I'm, I'm here and I support you. Uh, thank you so much, friend. Um, we're reading Red Rising by Pierce Brown, which <clears throat> kind of was the book that got me into books again. Oh, A little bit. Cool. Like, I feel like I took a big break when mm. I first moved to Chicago. Like I... I would try to read, but I wouldn't really get through books very often. And I was—I hadn't done Audible at all. So Red Rising was like the first Audible I ever listened to. And that really has got me reading again because it's easy to put on and just bike around the town listening to fucking books. And I also think it's like the perfect mixture of sci-fi fantasy. Like it's, I'm you'll excited. see. Yeah. I read the first 10 to 15 pages mm-hmm. and it was really good so far. And just as a quick plug, Audible, please sponsor this podcast. Yeah, we obviously that would be huge. love you. And, uh, you know, you're kind of on the podcast circuit. Yeah. Oh, someone got a text. It's probably fucking me. Hey, Audible, maybe give me the lyrics to the books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start calling, like, all books. Having, I'm like, I love the lyrics in chapter four. <laughs> If I could actually just get the lyrics to the books from Audible, that'd be great. Thanks. So, that, so that's a book. That's no, the, no. No, I need the lyrics. the lyrics. I don't think you're understanding me. And right? the music. Do you have the music for yeah. it? The notes. I'm going to play it on my flute. Do you have like the the video version of this book? <laughs> do you have the movie of this book? <laughs> <laughs> books are movies you read. Anyway. <laughs> Crazy. Well, sponsor Galaxy, is Audible. <laughs> Galaxy brain moment. <laughs> Um, yes, okay, we will see you next time for Red Rising. And a big thank you to our only sponsor, the Lincoln, the Lincoln Lodge, Lodge, who doesn't sponsor us. We just record here. But we love them. But we love them, and they have shows every night of the week. Almost, if not every. Right? And a bunch of different podcasts. And a different pulse. And, okay. uh, yeah. I'm dangerously close to going to a British, British again. British. British mate that's, from Essex. I've learned it. more about my fucking heritage from watching Love Island than from my dad. Okay. <laughs> this was great banter, Claire. This was great banter. We have a proper chat then, right, Chris? <laughs> Bye. The end. <laughs>